0: The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member. And we don't mean your Aunt Dolores. You stink. The TNT Shop has it all at TNTradio.live. Patrick Henningsen Talks on today's News Talk Radio, TNT.
1: And welcome back to The Patrick Enningson Show with me, Basil Valentine, in for Patrick today, Monday, the 26th of February, 2024. I'm delighted to say I'm joined from Belgrade in Serbia by the one and only Kit Clarenberg, Britain's foremost journalist on the machinations of the United Kingdom national security state, which has been in overdrive in the last week or so turning peaceful protesters outside the house of commons into some kind of islamist terror threat it really has been quite bizarre stuff according to the former home secretary suella braverman uh, the united kingdom is now effectively run by islamist extremists uh, but it was of course the flag of israel that was projected all over number 10 downing street uh, shortly after October the 7th meanwhile projections on the house of commons last week calling for a ceasefire have somehow been derided as anti-semitic we really are in a dystopian world and as you know kit um anything like this invariably tends to lead to a crackdown somehow uh, ministers uh, all politicians MPs are at threat from peaceful protesters from grannies and people pushing strollers and all the rest of it and that means that protest must be curtailed and so on and so forth it's such a familiar playbook isn't it Kit?
2: actually taking a bit of a break following my um uh removal from twitter uh so i mean i was i i i was uh a, I'm um, rather enjoying, um, and and, and th- like not having to constantly look at like photos of mutilated Palestinian children in my Twitter feed. Uh, I mean, that was a you know, welcome relief. Uh, and, um Absolutely. But then, but at the same time, I, I was my, my my eyes were glued to um, what, what what was occurring in the United Kingdom, which was somehow almost as disturbing and frightening. I mean, the the, the sight of multiple is- Israel flags being flown in the House of Commons. Um, I mean, as someone who you Study polit- British politics uh, at university. Um, this is unimaginable. Um, I mean, this is complete. And I, I, I would, I would very sadly watch parliamentary debates regularly and prime minister's questions. Um, the idea that that chamber would ever feature a foreign country's flag, but let, let alone Israel's, while it's committing a genocide. Um, as per the findings of the uh, international court of justice um and all uh, starmer openly admitting that he was speaking to to zionist operatives uh, before he sabotaged the snp's vote for um a tobacco ceasefire um, in gaza uh yeah uh, before he sabotaged the snp's vote for a um, uh, tobacco ceasefire um in Gaza. uh yeah the projections um on on Downing Street and and the House of Commons um yeah it's really remarkable and I think that we are hurtling very 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 quickly all over the Western world to uh a, a just avert brazen forms of totalitarianism because the the um uh, the 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 perceptive and media unity of the war Around the war in Ukraine, that oh, this is evil, unprovoked war of aggression by you know a Hitler-esque uh, tyrant uh, for no reason other than his own Machiavellian bloodlust. Um, uh, that w- has largely remained um, uh, uh, unchallenged for the best part of two years, although it is rapidly um, collapsing. Whereas the entire the, the entire world with some uh, ignoble uh, exceptions, is standing with the Palestinians and and ever more aggressively. And we see this all over the, according to polls in Europe, the populations overwhelmingly oppose what Israel is doing. They overwhelmingly see this as genocide. They overwhelmingly Want their governments to do whatever they can to stop it, and governments are just uh, 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 carrying on and doing it. And they, they, their um, only response to uh, their only way of managing the narrative is to criminalise Palestine solidarity. If, w- w- if and when Keir Starmer becomes the next prime minister, and uh, a, a law criminalising anti-Zionism is, is going to, probably going to be his the top of his agenda, the first thing that he does when he get when he gets into office, I would imagine that this is exactly the same as true. Um, uh, in, in a large number of other um, European countries, because power has no answer, uh, they are dedicated mm. to maintaining the settler colonial uh, project in Palestine. Uh, they are uh, and the, a genocide of varying speeds. It by necessity um, perpetuates. So, yeah, um, a worrying, worrying time all round, indeed. Uh, but uh, as Norman Finkelstein states, uh, rational hope does spring eternal. Uh, we see the, the we, we see this manifested in the the continuing enduring defiance uh of Yemen um and Sharala, love you, Yemen, my, my my new favorite country on earth, um, who were refusing to back down, uh who continue to throw down gauntlets uh for the US and Britain and their um Zionist their bastard offspring. Uh that it, it, it's really quite remarkable. And we see almost every day the U.S. empire uh, starting to disintegrate, um, you know, gradually, then rapidly, uh, their ability to, uh, to act as a military um, force almost anywhere in the world is now questionable. Uh, I saw someone on on um, on Twitter not long before I was banned said uh, it posted a map of US bases in West Asia and said you know, what previously looked like a kind of threatening uh, map of potential death stars throughout throughout the region now rather resembles a bunch of of juicy easy targets. Um, I mean, I personally am uh, committed to pacifism and, and um, non-violence. I must I, I, I must stress that, but I, I say this from a position of relative privilege um if i grew up in an open air concentration camp like gaza and my, my family and friends were systematically slaughtered for the of sick amusement of psychopaths um uh, i might have a rather different perspective on things
1: it is indeed the sick amusement of psychopaths and if we can put up the image of the uh red dress on front of the uh armored car I don't know if you saw that on on X today I mean uh a- another picture of an IDF soldier I uh, hate to use the word proudly displaying mm-hmm. a pair of high-heeled shoes he had looted from uh, a Palestinian home he had just destroyed and then mm-hmm. he was declaring he was going to give to his wife I mean the sadism uh cruelty uh a total lack of self-awareness of some of these israeli soldiers is absolutely off the charts Uh, and when you contrast that with as you say the image of israeli flags all over the house of commons that this is you know dystopic beyond all measure we didn't think even a year or two ago we would witness such things um I saw that image of the Israeli flags in the house of Commons and I I didn't think it was real Kit I scrolled past it quite quickly mm. I thought it must have been somebody has drawn that on to illustrate the extent to which Israel dominates the house of Commons and those flags are they weren't actually physically there they've been matted on since in a Photoshop to Indicate where pro-Israel MPs sit, or something. I didn't think it had actually run. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh,
2: yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because it's. like, I mean, I do. It is a, a real pity that this is coming at the cost of. I think it was, it was something like 120 dead children a day on average, or something horrific. But I do. Th- I do think this is a major sea change um, in in, uh, in in global opinion, particularly in the, like in, in in the Western world. I think that there's no coming back. There's no going back to the uh, pre-October 7th time. Um, Israel, I mean, I... Um, in 2014, I played a a small role in helping organize uh, uh, protests in solidarity with the Palestinians uh, following oh, sorry during uh, Operation Cast Lead, which was a you know a carpet bombing of of Gaza, um, and uh, they 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 were vastly attended, but you know we were spat at and had stuff thrown at us um, in the street, and uh, we also had evil evil people like Douglas Murray, who of course is um, in and out of Tel Aviv a lot at the moment. One of the, many new Zedless celebrities the Zionists have gotten in to try and whitewash their genocide. Uh, I saw I saw complaining the other day about the fact that Michelin um, Michelin uh, restaurant critics will no longer visit Israel. Um, yeah, one of the one of the many many downsides of committing a 21st century holocaust. But the, it, it, the, 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 like yeah, I just think that we there's 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 no going back the icj has effectively ruled that what israel is doing um uh is not self-defense um the protests uh the the palestine solidarity process are so vast um and so dignified that they cannot be libeled by people like Douglas murray as a bunch of immigrants um you know causing causing trouble potentially being Directed by foreign powers. Uh, No, like this is visceral and real. And what we are, we are uh, that uh, that U.S. uh, soldier who set himself on fire uh, um, in protest uh, of of the uh, of the of the Gaza genocide. His last Facebook post said, um, "A lot of people wonder, you know, what they would have done during slavery and during Jim Crow. Well, um, what you're doing now." Uh, is uh, a guide to what you yes. would have done then because there's no there's no both sides in this and I mean much much as the mainstream media does still try and get their guests to say uh well do you condemn Hamas like you know straight off um as much as they're still trying to like breathe life into that corpse like no like, no this is a this is a point where a large number of people um are asking themselves are we the baddies? in the spirit of you know mitchell and webb uh when they they dress up as nazis because yeah it's like and and it's it's kind of similar it's kind of it's a similar thing in ukraine as well where it's like now it is uh the 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 narrative as i say is starting to collapse spectacularly um people are asking questions about whether uh, well, I mean, it, whether it was sensible and whether we were on the right side of history to be backing a country with a vast profusion of not open, uh, open Nazis um, in, 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 uh, in their armed forces, um, uh, you know, and whether it was really sensible to be flooding um, that country with all sorts of weapons and giving them military training, uh, and, and and you know whether we might have done something to provoke what is what has happened. Um, I don't think we're necessarily there yet in in, in respect of Ukraine. Maybe we we'll won't get there, but in Gaza, absolutely. And so, as I say, rational hope springs eternal, and as um, uh, again as depressing as it is I think the the, Na- the National Security Act which I was, wrote about just before I got uh, banned on Twitter this is it's a frightening bit of legislation which creates all sorts of new offences and uh, that are so broad that people will by de- almost inevitably by definition break the law without knowing without wanting to without intending to uh, without having any cognizance that they are doing something legal um, uh, there will be Test cases. There will be show trials. I'm sure that I'm probably uh, you're a top candidate for for a, an initial test test run uh, to be prosecuted under this. Um, but at the same time, this is the sign of weakness. They know that they can't allow a genuinely free media and a, a, and genuine free speech to proliferate because far too many people will ask the wrong questions or make or, or draw the quote unquote wrong conclusions uh you know um uh, lloyd george in uh, that that well known uh, fan of adolf hitler um in his diary during the first world war he states he he stated um you know rather starkly if the reality of the front line was known by the public it, the war would end tomorrow um, therefore they can't know and they won't know and yeah it's it, it's the same it, it is it, it, the same ethos applies now where it's like if people the overwhelming majority of western citizens if they knew what their governments were actually doing at home and abroad there would be palace re- revolutions so better criminalize it first day so I, I would say that in the short term at least this is uh, a really troubling development and I have urged um you know many of my friends and comrades in the in in the UK who are engaged in Palestine solidarity activism to get out while you still can um, because that's it seemed, it seems sensible but it is it's it, 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 the, I think this is the end of it right like uh, the, this is the sign that the, the British state and the British kind of neo Empire uh, like n- uh, they know that their days are numbered. Um, and then th- they therefore um, cannot abide the slightest criticism or even ridicule, uh, you know. Um, it, 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 so a, a, long, a longer term view is, is, is more optimistic than a short term one. It's just a shame we have to live in the short term, isn't
1: it? <laughs> yes, and it, as John Maynard Keynes said, in the long run we're all dead. But before then, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I think, you know, we are on the verge of a political earthquake uh, I think George Galloway is almost certain to win in Rochdale. Admittedly, uh, that's only one seat mm. in Parliament, a by-election. I would imagine he'll probably hold it at the general election. Um, mm. There's deeper dissatisfaction with British politics than at any time in my lifetime. I think three-quarters yeah. of people uh, do not uh, like either the Conservative or Labour parties at the moment. And quite rightly, uh, if for no other reason, that both are complicit and fully on board with the genocide we're going to take a very short break with the network when we come back i want to get into more detail about the so-called national security act when if at all it will become law whether or not we can expect any pushback from the so-called house of lords and uh, what exactly it is we'll be criminalizing can i expect my door to be kicked in while making a broadcast like this we'll be right back after this
0: short break. Don't tempt them. TNT's Tyler Nixon. But I think uh, with the people behind her, the never Trumpers and the money flowing in, whatever their end game is, it doesn't seem that she'll be dropping out even if she loses her, her own state, which uh, kind of gives you a sense of the arrogance of power of people who back uh, the Nikki Haley's of the world where the popular uh, support, popular consent doesn't really doesn't really mean anything to them. They're gonna, they're gonna continue forward uh, seeking that power putting themselves themselves in, in the mix, regardless of uh, how many spankings or smackdowns they get from uh, from the uh, citizens, you know, from the electorate uh, who are obviously minor, you know, just a sort of a speed bump in the, in the uh, path and the quest for uh, power. Tyler Nixon on today's News Talk TNT. TNT is an independent global news talk station that does what others only say they do. TNT is a live radio and TV broadcaster that simply tells the truth 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. No one in the world does what we do, crisscrossing the globe, providing credible news and opinion all day and all night. In two and a half years, TNT has become a credible and exciting platform with brilliant hosts and staff. It's a critical time, and we must continue to call out the misinformation and propaganda from mainstream media and their powerful sponsors. We're now appealing to our many friends and supporters around the world to go to TNTradio.live and make a small donation to TNT while we seek the right investors to continue our important mission. At the top of the hour, we'll keep on top of the news. It's the most important thing we can do. On today's News Talk, TNT Radio.
1: And welcome back to the Patrick Henningsen Show with me, Basil Valentine. In for Patrick today, Monday the 26th of February. Liz Truss has apparently told Steve Bannon that a radical Islamic party could win the Rochdale by-election. And then she said nothing at all when Bannon described Tommy Robinson as a hero. I mean, honestly, that woman was uh, Prime Minister of Great Britain, briefly, uh, Kit. And she's describing the Workers' Party of Britain, uh, a left party opposed to genocide and fronted by a Scotsman uh, with the support of the only other person I can think of, a prominent person, is Chris Williamson, that now belongs to the uh, Workers' Party of Mm. Great Britain, former Labour MP. She described it as a radical Islamic party. Now, this all comes from that nonsense last week that really sinister nonsense which I think comes straight out of the Tel Aviv playbook that somehow opposition to genocide is associated with radical Islam I mean it's just off the charts bonkers batshit crazy garbage
2: yeah I mean Oh, yes. I mean, as someone who has been now, um, yeah, I I, I was removed from Twitter because I was I was mass reported because I suggested that um, uh, some footage of uh, an interview of two uh, Jewish Israeli women who were uh, held hostage by Hamas and seemed to have really rather enjoyed the experience and claimed that they were treated as sacred and Queens and they had uh, jolly arm wrestling um, uh, bouts with with their captors and indeed um, uh, they were they they were avowedly worried that the Israelis might it might uh, rescue them at any moment. Um, it's a straight, rather strange concern to have if you're being held in awful conditions. Uh, by a terrorist group, um, I suggested that, it, that such was the uh, the looks on their faces and the tones of their voices that they they had met real men for the first time in their lives, and this was mutated into uh, me advocating for mass rape. Um, uh, I mean, by the Zionists, um, as the, uh, the the rather wonderful uh, Jewish comedian Alexei Sell uh, uh, is fond of saying, "Zionists lie and they lie and they lie because it's what <laughs> it's what they do and what they have to do." Um, to maintain their lies so I, I and you know rather fittingly we've now had the new york times yet again be forced to issue a major mea culpa because it turns out that a story about about uh, alleged hamas uh, sexual atrocities turned out that one of the authors was a former israeli uh, uh, intelligence operative who uh, ha- um had been sharing and amplifying and liking all sorts of posts on social media advocating for the, advocating for genocide of palestinians who had no journalistic background Uh, So, um, I mean, this this has happened quite a lot since October 7th, hasn't it? I mean, we were told that Hamas had slaughtered 1,400 people in cold blood, and then this was revised down to 1,200, and then it was revised down again to just about 600, and it turns out that Israel uh, did most of the killing, uh, but they refused to have official... Public investigations into this because uh it, it it would be unseemly um and it might undermine confidence in the israeli occupation forces uh so i mean it, it it's really quite it's really quite astonishing um i i know chris and george personally um, i think that they're ace um and i yes I, I i totally agree i think that uh george will almost inevitably um win that by election it would be good to see um uh, more people signing up to the Workers Party. It would be good to see more people actually thinking of of completely jettisoning the Labour Party, because I mean this is it, it's beyond joke now. As I say, I think we're in this position where elites are so feel that they can just get away with anything that they're just completely openly brazen about lying, um, about manipulating people and about their just total hypocrisy and, and lack of respect for the the, the, for the law. I mean, we've recently had a spate of um, German officials who've admitted that the sanctions failed and we, we probably should have known they were always gonna fail, but hey, what can you do? And you know, meanwhile, Germany's economy is collapsing politically. They're in like a really, really bad place. Um, the far right is, uh, is taking off everywhere. Um, again, um, you know, were we always just living in, in a totalitarian system without really realizing it because of the, the rainbow flags? Um, I, I'm not so sure, um, it, but it, we, we are certainly in a uh, in, in a new reality um, in, in many ways. Um, and, and yeah, I, I, I it would be ace if after the next election there isn't a Labour government, but there is in fact. Uh, a number of other parties which are not signed up to the uh, Zionist Genocide Project um, represented in Parliament. I mean, of course, as we've seen what happened with Jeremy Corbyn, um, I strongly suspect that the MI5 and MI6 and the British military might not respond well to that, which then raises the obvious question of, again, are we really the baddies? (laughs) Whose Whose side are the people who are meant to protect us ostensibly
1: on? Yes, I mean, I think the last time we had a genuine dichotomy in British politics was in the early mid 1970s. I don't think Harold Wilson was completely controlled, uh, and hence there was the famous plot against him. Since then, since the election of Thatcher, who was basically a a neoliberal wrecking ball, something of an imbecile Mm -hmm. who was allowed to enact all these anti union policies and privatization. Since then, the national Security State haven't really wanted to take the chance of uh, somebody that they hadn't approved of and/or didn't fully control uh taking power. Hence John Smith was summarily dispatched and uh Tony Blair uh, installed as Prime Minister instead. <laughs> um uh and, and the rest, as they say, is history. Um, you know, although he was allowed to carry on living, um jeremy corbyn was politically assassinated to the extent that that absolutely disgraceful uh individual masquerading as archbishop of canterbury refused (laughs) to share a platform with pastor munter because or meet pastor munter because he'd shared a platform with jeremy corbyn i mean this is just absolutely off the chart stuff but it's indicative Mm. of the extent to which Uh, The cancer of Zionism has infiltrated the body politic in Britain. I mean, the idea, they memory hold the footage very quickly, that Starmer went to ring Isaac Herzog, the president of Israel, who was at the security conference in Munich, to get his instructions about how to amend the uh, SNP ceasefire motion and then uh, get the uh, very ready agreement of Lindsay Hoyle also a member of the labor friends of israel to prevent any kind of meaningful motion being put before the house of Commons. i mean this is just absolutely disgraceful stuff now what i want to know is under this new uh, national security act um criticizing the government is, is going to become uh, if not a criminal offense well you better choose your words carefully uh, because uh, you could find yourself falling foul of the law by, what, being too harsh with the words you use or discovering things that they don't want you discovering? Can you enlighten me, please? Yeah,
2: absolutely. So, OK, so, I mean, I think it's just to preface this, right, so um, I was uh, rather famously or infamously um, d- stopped and detained and interrogated for the best part of six hours by counter-terrorism police when I flew back into the, the UK to visit um, an ailing um, relative. Uh, there were you know, police waiting for me on the runway as we got off. Um, I mean, that's never happened before. Um, and I, 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 the, the, yeah, the legislation I was held under is called the 2019 uh, Counterterrorism Border Act. And it's, it was slammed by the UN uh, for creating all sorts of thought crime offences and criminalising um, uh, th- 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 free, free speech. Uh, and in effect, the, 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 the wording... Of the legislation is just a kind of Orwellian masterclass. So it specifically states that you can be uh, a you can be carrying out hostile acts on behalf of a hostile foreign power without you or the foreign power knowing. Now I said <laughs> <set> the <laughs> sentence many okay. times.
1: I'm, I'm not it's, sure how that one works. You know, I mean, that's like saying you know you can be stealing something without having known you've stolen it. Or the shopkeeper being aware of the fact it's disappeared. you know, it's sort of like yeah, it, it's oh just yeah, really... it just it, it's
2: it's, it's 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 completely sorry. It's, it's it's it's. I didn't mean to cut you off, friend, but it's a, yeah. But it's complete, It's completely insane, and it effectively creates suspicion and like, suspicionless offences. So you know, anyone could plausibly be suspected for any reason um of uh yes um ha- uh, being engaged in hostile acts against the UK and the hostile acts are whatever the the British government and security and intelligence services decide they are now I mentioned this because um at this at the same time that I was stopped the National Security Act, which was then just the national Security bill was going through Parliament and it contains a lot of very similar language <coughs> excuse me lost a very similar uh, va- vagueness total lack of imprecision and as sweepingly broad definitions and powers uh, that yes mean almost inevitably people are going to break this law without wanting to so to give you one example there is a passage which states that um you you can uh, it creates a, a new offense of receiving a material benefit from a hostile foreign power or intelligence agency. Now this could be almost anything and it, under the terms of the law it's not necessary for authorities to prove that you received a particular benefit quote unquote uh, for uh, uh, committing a certain act. Now again, this is this is, this is rather um, impenetrable. But what it actually means is that let's say uh, in a worst-case scenario, uh, on, there is an anonymous social media account run by a hostile foreign power, whichever the, the country the, the US the, or the UK government has decided is hostile, and it publishes, um, uh, say, a hacked document, um, and, and then therefore, the, the, under under the National Security Act. Receiving a material benefit can include information. So uh just by looking at this uh tweet, they could argue, and I mean, I'm sure that they will, whether they'll be successful or not, is a different matter. That you received a material benefit by looking at this. You now possess information you didn't have before because and, and it, it even states at one stage in this terrifying bit of legislation, but uh, that it's not necessary to prove which particular foreign power or intelligence agency is involved. So, again, it's just like, who, like, like, who isn't a potential criminal um, under, uh, under this Act's terms? And I might add as well that while while this was going through Parliament, there, there were very few uh, uh, concerns raised by lawmakers. Um, indeed, many lawmakers openly stated Conservative and Labour that this law was necessary to criminalize wikileaks to ensure that if an organization like wikileaks could have the it could it was formed that it would be banable, and its staff imprisonable. Um, I think my, you know, I think my, my dear friends at uh, declassified UK. Again, I, I'm wondering whether they can continue doing that independent investigative journalism on empire um, uh, <laughs> for very much for very much longer. I think they're already kind of um, uh, skirting the risk of, of prosecution just just by token of their factual reporting. But the but the yeah that so it, it, it creates all sorts of new offenses that are so vague and I can I can I honestly imagine as well that like, I mean on the, on the kind of the lack of cognizance that you're conspiring with a hostile foreign power there is a uh, we have heard for many years that oh uh, particular perspectives online or even inconvenient truths online serve uh Russian disinformation. Uh, objectives so like report the factual reporting on even homelessness or the effects of fracking oh well you're this is furthering russian talking points or like or kremlin disinformation objectives now um yeah. again without knowing without knowing that you are furthering r- 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 uh, russian narratives and interests uh you, you you could be accused of that by token of expressing your legitimate opinion online um I, I the, the penalties involved for falling foul of this are you know extremely uh severe it's like you know, 10 years in 10, between 10 years of life uh for for most of these new offenses I mean and it's really quite astonishing as well but like, despite the fact that, that all of these MPs said we want we want to effectively prevent another Wikileaks from from, from being possible to exist um <coughs> There, there, there are there are lawyers for British Press Associations who said that this law is so terrifying that it will create a chilling effect by token of its existence. So people, the, the journalists will they won't go certain places. They will ignore certain stories because they're just like, well, that's, that's way too that's way too hot to handle. We're going to be in too much trouble, um, you know. So so yeah. Uh, despite this, no mainstream journalist did any work on this at all. But at all, like they, and there was zero criticism voiced in, in legacy media whatsoever. There was some really good work in the independent media. My friend Mohammed el Marzi, um, I probably painted a, a target on his back by calling him my friend. Um, sorry about that, mate. But the, he did some f- superb reporting uh, for Consortium News and, and a few other independent outlets on this. And like, yeah. The, it, uh, <laughs> It's, it's, it's well worth looking into and I, I would strongly suggest that you know, act activists, whether they're independent or part of wider groups and organisations um, and indeed independent journalists, need to be looking at this very carefully because, I mean, Craig Murray my, my, uh, uh, my, my friend, friend and comrade he um, uh, has spent a large number of months in Switzerland trying to claim asylum because he's being investigated by British police for terrorism offences. He's now back in the UK, I gather he doesn't feel particularly safe that i don't blame him um uh that yeah in effect um that they're going after everyone and anyone now Um, and i think that yes as i say this kind of marks the 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 the, probably the 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 final pinnacle of 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 british state control because they have completely lost control of the narrative they've lost means of manipulating Oh, their, their, their ability to manipulate people is, is rather diminished. Uh, their, 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 their capacity for um, of uh, censorship via typical methods like by outsourcing it to civil society uh, groups and uh, disinformation experts they secretly fund to say this isn't isn't true and this source can be trusted and this can't. Um, that's waning very rapidly. So their only the only response of power is let's jail uh dissidents let's just just throw throw them in jail and try and damage sympathy for them one way or another um, in advance
1: this is really sort of soviet-esque stuff i mean craig murray is a former (laughs) british ambassador uh uh, since he's sort of taken up the cudgel of a crusading journalist in the absence of any (laughs) others um but uh, what possible terrorist offences could he be uh, accused of? Uh, that, all that terrorism legislation that came in in the wake of 9-11 on both sides of the Atlantic and across Europe uh, has been used once again simply to criminalize dissent. We've had this creep between uh, the blurring of the lines between terrorism and so-called extremism, uh, between extremism and challenging establishment narratives. Uh, and uh, it's a very deliberate conflation of completely harmless less than harmless activities um mm. uh, and anybody seeking to do real world harm because after 911 suddenly we had this thing uh, terrorism which had to be eliminated and punished with this in the strongest possible um censures and you know government, um sledgehammers whatever terrorism this is all which interestingly enough is different from the 1980s and 90s uh where uh, people accepted that whether it was the ANC or the IRA uh we were seeking to make accommodation with even violent people of different persuasions representing different groups right something Mm -hmm. changed in 2001 and not only was terrorism sort of reclassified as the greatest evil in the world, but also uh, it was conflated with dissent. Simple as that really, Mm. you know, Yeah. we're going to take a very short break. Now when we come back, I want to get its position on Julian Assange, because this is the test case that will determine a lot of where we're going with this. Uh, We'll be right back after the short break with his expert
3: analysis and opinion. This is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Americans this week celebrated President's Day. Or did we? The answer, of course, is that we did not. We celebrated George Washington's birthday. And possibly, if you want to include Abraham Lincoln, our 16th president, whose birthday, February 12th, was given up for Martin Luther King Day back in the 1980s. But we definitely did not celebrate Millard Fillmore and James Buchanan. didn't celebrate jimmy carter or bill clinton and we most definitely did not celebrate barack obama and stumble bum joe why does this matter am i just being picky and pedantic no it matters because words matter george orwell wrote the slovenliness of our language makes it easier for us to have foolish thoughts Put more colorfully blurry words carry deplorable thinking the way that mosquitoes carry malaria you should always question the dominant narrative whether it's that Standard Time going into Daylight Savings Time is an artifact from our agrarian past when in actuality farmers argued against it when the progressives put it in 110 years ago. That the Republican Party and the Democrat Party flipped after the 1960s when that's demonstrably false. And even that red is the Republican color and blue is the Democrat color when again the opposite is true. In fact, the opposite is always true what the dominant narrative seems to be so question the words or else you've lost the argument before it's even begun from AgInstitute.com, this is timothy shea for today's news talk tnt patrick Heningson and tnt
1: i was lost for a moment back there.
0: and welcome back to the
1: patrick henningson show with me basil valentine in for patrick today monday the 26th of february Which is the more serious criminal activity, extrajudicial killings, routine torture of prisoners and illegal renditions carried out by a state or exposing those actions by publishing illegally leaked details of how, where, when and by whom they were committed? This is essentially the question that was asked last week at the Royal Courts of Justice in London. That's Duncan (laughs) Campbell writing in... uh, what is now one of the chief organs of the United Kingdom National Security State the Guardian I think he's one of the last if not the last of the old school Guardian journalists but uh, the Guardian has been uh, very 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 slow uh, and at crucial times completely absent in the whole Assange question and uh, it'll be interesting I mean I'm not a lawyer um depending on the you know success or failure of julian's uh application mm-hmm. for leave to appeal and then subsequent appeal it may set some precedent which would cut across the national security act uh am i right in that uh supposition kid well i uh, very oddly
2: duncan campbell see i uh, i is someone who i had an enormous amount of respect for when i was <clears throat> a uh, uh an aspiring journalist um i think that in his uh in his more recent years he seems to have gotten a dose of uh of, of russiagate mania and and uh seems to think that the the fsb is lurking under every rock and um <coughs> excuse me uh, although i noticed that he's been reporting on a large number of, of documents which were allegedly hacked um by the the fsb um and he, I'm not sure if he's gotten a knock from uh, from the from from the from the Counter Terror police or not on his door. Um, um if not, then that's potentially rather strange. But I mean just just more more, more I, I think that it, also as well, he is as you mentioned, um you mentioned dear Julian, um his 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 solidarity with uh, with Assange hasn't been as, as as strong as strong as it could be. Um and I think that's a key, that's a key litmus test because <clears throat> A large number of journalists were heavily involved, important journalists, were heavily involved in the wider effort to destroy public sympathy uh, for Assange, which used to be almost universal. It cut, cut across left and right, it cut across different uh, you know, people of every political persuasion and background, economic background, um, thought that what Julian was doing was superb. So then he was you know, systematically destroyed um, in the court of public opinion. Um, the the, uh, the independent Australian writer Caitlin Johnson, uh, she has a rather wonderful essay where she talks about how a, a different propaganda narrative for each audience has been created in order to justify his incarceration. So it's a good thing that he's in jail because Russia. It's a good thing he's in jail because Trump. It's a good thing he's in jail. And then if, when you strip away all the noise, we're just left with it's good that he's in jail. Um, and i think that it's really that <clears throat> leaving aside any question of julian as a person or you know uh, or, or, or his, his personality ultimately he is has spent five years his health mental physical deteriorating every single day in a 23-hour lockdown for publishing factual information he's not a uh, a u.s citizen but uh he, he's an australian citizen who is being held in a british jail awaiting potential extradition to the U.S. uh, for publishing information the empire doesn't want in the public domain. Um, Again, if you're not outraged and frightened uh, about this, then you are on the wrong side of history. That's just objective. Um, And yeah, so on (coughs) February 20th and 21st, Dear julian um it had his last opportunity to uh, potentially to 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 stave off extradition to the us where he will be held almost inevitably in the most horrific prison conditions imaginable in a supermax prison uh, uh which is will make uh, his stay in uh, Belmarsh seem like a, a Disneyland holiday uh, by comparison, or he may even face the death penalty. I mean, this is a, a leg- allegedly due to uh, helping or trying to help unsuccessfully Chelsea Manning crack a password. Uh, and th- this is claimed that he was involved in hacking uh, the US uh, military than the Pentagon. Um, actually, this seems to have been an effort to try and help Chelsea uh, protect herself from discovery as the leaker, and also to download music she couldn't do so via the the uh, the, the Pentagon's um, internet. So while uh, while she was posted uh, overseas, so yeah, I, I mean I'm impossibly reminded as well that like we recently had the death of Frank Kitson, who was a uh, a scumbag um, British military uh, official thinker who in the 1970s created uh, counter-insurgency theory uh, for deployment in Northern Ireland during the quote-unquote troubles, i.e. the civil war targeting uh, Northern Ireland's uh, Catholic population. And he used analogies like, well, in a counterinsurgency, insurgency um, uh, th- th- effectively you're trying to reel in a fish and the pe- people around them the average the general public are the water in which the fish swims and to in order to flush out the fish it may be necessary to poison the water entirely uh, and he also I- explicitly uh, argued that uh, in in a counterinsurgency, uh, the law must be subordinate to the wishes of national security, and in fact, it, it must be a form of propaganda used for getting rid of un, un, unwanted members of the public. Um, horrific stuff, but hugely influential. And if you, I do I would suggest, as you say, that we're we we are the counterinsurgency during the war on terror was fought uh, all over the, uh, the Middle East and North Africa um now the counter concern come home and we're like now living now living there i mean again i mentioned the classified uk um well, mad respect to them um uh, thoughts and prayers as well to an extent sadly um they <coughs> uh have published a, a series of articles showing how a large number of, of, of judges and lawyers involved in um uh, a- a- overseeing Assange's you know, extradition and and, and pr- his prosecution after he was uh, sprung from the Ecuadorian embassy potentially legally. Uh, mm-hmm uh that uh, the, they have all have conflicts of interest which are very 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 clear and they uh, they or their wives are part of private security companies or they represent mi6 and the security services and legal battles um so you their know, their vested interest in julian being sent um, uh, over to the U.S uh, and uh, and the hid the key to his jail cell th- very literally thrown away um uh, uh, yeah I mean, it, it, it couldn't be more unambiguous um I you know it, and I I I, I, um, I I'd actually forgotten about this. I was going over some of the coverage of um, the hearing in which Assange was jailed for an entire year for um, uh, breach of bail conditions which is you know unprecedented particularly for someone who does not have a a history of you know violent offenses or or whatnot um and and they never end up in Belmarsh either uh the, the judge said get over to america uh, the second that Assange was taken into the courtroom. So it's like, I mean, again, it's 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 re- remarkable that, that this hasn't ca- caused more outcry. And the reason it hasn't is because there, there is, as I say, a wide, a large number of establishment journalists who kept quiet or justified what was happening to him. Uh, James Ball uh, is a particularly... Um, uh, notorious repeat offender in this regard, uh, and he uh, is now is his journalistic focus is QAnon. Uh, so, which is to say that James Ball is very keen on uh, uh, that the people don't believe the world is run by satanic pedophiles. Um, I wonder why, but the. Of, uh, another aspect of this was the Guardian, which was used Assange and then threw him under a bus. So there is a, I've, I've reported on this in my substack. Uh, there is a talk that a, an Australian journalist, a mainstream, award-winning mainstream Australian journalist, gave where he he was talking about how he was shadowing Julian while they were working. I think it was the Afghan war logs, and he overheard. A large number of mainstream journalists um, uh, make comments to the effect of, it's great because we're not publishing this. So Julian was their fall guy. They had Julian publish all of these sensitive cables, uh, which accounts for some of the charges he's facing now in the U.S., and they claim that even though they were fully involved in the publication process, they stood back and said, Oh no, we're just journalists and reporters and we're reporting on the contents. We have nothing to do with this. Uh, which is and the New York Times did this as well. Um, they explicitly the, 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 there is uh, there is footage of Julian on the phone to the New York Times, where the New York Times says, Can you just publish first? i.e., can you scoop us in effect? and then we'll just report on the the material. And and, uh, Julian is rather quizzical and perplexed, um, God bless him, uh, because he doesn't seem to realize that he's been kind of let out on a plank uh, by some extremely uh, unscrupulous, nasty uh, people who pass as journalists in the mainstream. Uh, The Guardian was also, it seems, my friend um, John McAvoy has reported on this. They knew about the extensive UC Global spying operation in uh the ecuadorian embassy and the fact that all of his d- d- conversations with lawyers which are meant to be legally privileged were being spied upon uh, he knew <coughs> that so the guardian knew that yes that they were going through the the uh the trash of the ecuadorian embassy to work out if the the, the children who, who who were visiting him were were his own children um uh you know and they just sat on this they didn't report on it and it, it's just it, it, it it's baffling to me, uh, and, and despite that, they also, despite knowing about the spying operation, they also um, pu- the, pu- published that dreadful article claiming that uh, oh, what was his name the, the the Trump advisor they claimed that they oh, Paul Manafort sorry yeah they claimed uh, yeah, that Paul Manafort yeah. had the Paul Manafort had visited Julian uh, at the embassy and then despite yeah. the fact there was this huge outcry from people saying this is true. Um, they then um, change the the wording slightly they refuse to retract it even though it says no possible way that it could be that it could be true. Um, the, the journalist who wrote that Luke Harding, an avowed quote-unquote storyteller uh, that makes an enormous amount of money writing. Uh, absolutely abysmal cash in books and it, it seems was involved in in publishing despite julian's explicit warnings uh the full password to the un- entire unredacted Cablegate archive and when that happened the files were dumped on the web and julian got blamed and for you know, putting lives at risk and blah 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 blah. and it's just like it, 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 it's 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 perverse actually and so uh, we shall see I very sadly do not have very much optimism that uh, he won't be extradited. I think at this stage, you know, the, the, the Empire and its uh its assistant manager Britain are uh, are, are they have their tail between their legs, they're really struggling in in Yemen. Uh and so they just need to flex their muscles to look powerful, like you know, like a mafia don. Uh, they they don't need your protection money, but they're going to break your legs if you haven't got it because you can't have one person step out of line. Um, so I think that if, if, if 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 that day does come, um, a large number of people um, uh, should respond by uh, stepping out of line um, somehow. Uh, I I, mean, I would never suggest to your your viewers and listeners that that people yeah, actively um, break the law but again, you know I'm 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 not them. Uh, so, and, and from my from my position of of, of relative privilege, um, I um, <clears throat> feel no need to engage in in political uh, violence or or uh, incendiary regime change activities. Um, <laughs> other people's own, own other people's own mileage may vary. So I'm just yeah, uh, yeah. but it's it's we, we we shall see. And I think that the the, the in it's. Um, there was a great quote from Bobby Sands where he said, you know, our, our, our victory will be the laughter of our children. Or there is another, There is yes. a, a, the Taliban was very fond of saying, uh, you have watches, we have time. Um, yes, it's sad that we have to be on the front line in the, in the short term, which is going to be very brutal and draconian. But uh, taking a wider picture, I think, you know, a bet. A better future can be forged, and Julian's example will continue to be an inspiration and motivation for millions of people around the world. Um, so, uh, it, it, if, if nothing else, that's quite so, that's quite some legacy. Um, and uh, <laughs> uh, it, 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 it behooves us to uh, follow his example uh, however we can and resist.
1: Well, I think there'll be a lot of resistance when... An attempt is made to physically remove him from the country. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if there were, you know, hundreds of people outside Belmarsh physically preventing uh, the security van from for departing for Bryce Norton or Heathrow mm-hmm. or wherever they spirit him away to. I think the the uh, logistics uh, will turn sort of theatrical in the extreme mm-hmm. and be extremely embarrassing to the United Kingdom and the United States for that matter um you know in the last couple of years the campaign has done an enormous amount to get what one might sort of call uh, the liberal-minded great and the good on his side it's been a very slow process uh, but the films Ithaca and the new film the trust fall um have obviously played their part uh, there's an exhibition at the moment at the European Parliament as well uh, about the case. There's, you know, and the Australian Parliament voted to bring him back. And finally, I think Albanese is on side with that. So there's a sort of, you know, the remnants of what we used to think of as the liberal wing of the establishment is finally mm-hmm. on, on on his side. So um if the national security state presses ahead as it looks like they're going to, and if the judges against uh, Julian, then the sheer naked authoritarianism of the system we're living under will become even more apparent to people who have previously denied it. Yeah, well, no, absolutely. And I do think
2: that we're kind of getting to the stage where um, uh, we're, we're getting to the stage where the 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 empire doesn't and and the forces of oppression they don't really know how to how to deal with defiance or people just ignoring them um or indeed They 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 don't realise that yes that, and no matter how brazen they may be in their own minds and their their, you know, their sense of impunity um, how pervasive that might be um, they don't realise how bad this looks to the outside world and I think that you know Yemen um, threw threw down the gauntlet they keep on throwing down the gauntlet to the West by doing nothing pretty much. Um, And they keep scoring effectively flawless victories over the Royal Navy Um, and and, and the U.S. military. um, The the, the U.S. officials have talked about how they have to spend millions on on missiles to shoot down drones that cost a few thousand dollars, which are operated by the the Yemenis. Um, Kip, we're out of time. We should follow their their example. Um, Resist. we're out out of time,
1: so just tell our listeners quickly where they can find you.
2: Sure, um, you can find me for the time being on kitclarenberg.com and The Grey Zone UK. Join us. Great. See you tomorrow.
1: I'm Basil Valentine. See you tomorrow.